Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 93 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com and co-founder of ThyroidHealing.Yoga. Woo-hoo! And I'm Tiffany Mladenich of GratefulGarden.biz and MendingMedicine.com. Now we both have two. How great. I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. We're so cute. <laughs> Today we are talking with the fabulous one and only... Alana Cavaglia, author of three books, including Yoga Beyond the Mat. She's got an amazing Hashimoto's thyroidectomy story, and she should be calling in right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, tell, tell us about the, the thyroid healing yoga. That is an amazing, uh, just tell us all about it, please. Would you mind? While we're waiting oh, no, for, yeah. while we're waiting yeah, for her yeah, to call yeah. in. She, huh? she is... Um, a thyroid advocate. She's had a thyroidectomy. I want her to tell the story, but we got connected. I want to hear that and, story. Yeah, I know. We got connected and we started thyroidhealing.yoga because we wanted to bring some, uh, you know, some different tools and things to people that are suffering. I mean, I know I need it. So uh, I need it. <laughs> yeah, I need it. So we thought we would share this with the world. And also, you know, um, I'm going to have her explain, but the, uh, you know, yoga and the way that we're trying to share it is, you know, definitely more than, than just the physical exercise. So um, I'm going to let her get into that. But here she is with us. Oh, yay. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's get this Thyroid Nation thriving. Good morning. Do it. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. Good. Hey, thank <laughs> Well, this, this is exciting. Alana, how are you? Lovely I'm to actually good. speak How are with you? you. Very yeah, good. You're I'm well. so I've excited. Heard so many good things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and likewise, excited about this program. But but I would really um, I'm just gonna because I want to hear your story. You don't hear very often about a thyroidectomy with Hashimoto's. So this is a really unique hey. uh, and amazing story. So do you guys mind if we just if we just let's do I'm it? I'm dying to hear that. <laughs> Great. I'm just dying to hear yeah. the story. Absolutely. Um, uh, sh- uh, shall I just start at the beginning? Yes. Yes. Please. <laughs> okay, great. So uh, was I guess I was about 14 years old when doctors noticed that I had an enlarged thyroid, um, and they really didn't seem very afraid of it. They palpated my neck and just oh, hormones. They ran thyroid labs, which I'm sure you know were not the right ones. Um, I think, you know, maybe there was TSH and T4 in there, but that's about it. Um, And then they proclaimed me fine and moving on. So um, I didn't really think much else of it. Of course, I I didn't really pursue it any further. And of course, at 14 years old, I didn't really think to, to, you know, to really look into it, honestly. I just right, figured that the right. doctors were right and I could trust them. So I um, went ahead and just 
about, at about 20 years of age, I, uh, that's when I started to have problems was when I was 20 and I was in college. Um, and I had a boyfriend at the so time between, who was very active. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. Between 14 and 20, okay. no, no meds, no looking for nutrient deficiencies, no, no nothing. No. Did they say goiter or did they actually tell you Hashimoto's at 14? Oh, no. Do you and remember? There was no talk of Hashimoto's. Yeah. Talk of Hashimoto's at all. It was just you have a, an enlarged thyroid, and we're just going to kind of keep an eye on it? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I, I just yep. it. I'll forget. If I don't. Yep, that's okay. okay. <laughs> um, I, so I, I, had not, I did nothing. Um, and then at 20 years old, I had this boyfriend who was very active, and I was trying to keep up with him. And to be honest with you, for my, most of my whole life, I, um, I didn't really sleep very well. I was sleeping very late all the time. Um, I was very much, again, sleeping 10 hours a night. Of course, as a teenager, I was sleeping more, but everybody just thought that was normal. Um, I was very active as a kid. I rode horses. Um, but when I was 20 years old, I started to get more exhausted and I was trying to keep up with this boyfriend who would take me hiking and camping and all throughout Southern Utah and Colorado. And I just couldn't. And basically, you know, of course, when you don't know what's going on, the thought was that I was just being lazy. So I thought I was being lazy too. I was like, okay, you know, he can do all this stuff. There's no reason I shouldn't be able to do all this stuff. Maybe I am being lazy. And so I started going to the gym. And I started going to the gym two hours a day, and I hired a trainer with my, you know, zero college salary, and she put me on a very strict diet of um, <laughs> no fat, which oh, is, God. of course, not great. Yeah, a very <laughs> low-fat diet, with, which was incredibly high in sugar and carbs, um, but it was about 800 calories a day. And oh, my God. I was working out, yeah, I was working out two Mm-hmm. I was I was very dedicated. I've always been very dedicated to whatever it is I try to pursue. Um, right. So I was working out two hours a day. I was eating 800 calories a day. And at the end of about a six-month period, I gained 65 pounds. Wow. So, um, you know, the first doctors that I went to were like, well, obviously you're cheating on your diet. <laughs> and my boyfriend was like, well, obviously you're sneaking food. And my trainer was like, well, obviously you're not doing what I ask you to do. Because, oh of course, with all that activity and with that dietary restriction, I should absolutely be losing weight, right? In fact, I should be in starvation mode. Um, and what I didn't know is that my body was actually in starvation mode and was just reacting in its own way based on the autoimmune disease that had probably been raging in my body at that point for at least seven years. So I started doing some of my own research. Now, this was over 15 years ago, so the Internet was in a very different place back then. It was much more challenging to try and find any resources about this, and Hashimoto's right. was really not even a thing that was talked about back then. So I did eventually come across a um, something that said Hashimoto's, right, something that said if you exercise and are gaining weight, it could be this. And I went to my doctor who, you know, the same one who had already blamed me for obviously eating too much um, and said, I want you to test for this. And she said, oh, no, this happens to women like in their later 50s or 60s. It doesn't happen to young women. This can't be you. And I was like, I appreciate that it can't be me, but there's something wrong here. Um, can you please just do it? And she literally went ahead and finally did the test to spite me. 
Now, when she did the test, she called me back and she says, oh, good news, everything's fine. You don't have this Hashimoto's disease. Well, you know, you just need to keep on your workout program. And I said, can you fax me? Because, you know, back then we had fax machines. Can you fax (laughs) me the results of the test? And on page two, in bright, bold, red, all capital letters, were antibodies out of range. And they were in the thousands. They were so high that they couldn't even count them at that time. I'm so hoping you said, fired this woman at this point. <laughs> Get well, out. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think I don't I actually don't remember what I did with her. I think that was much that was far before anyone was advocating for this. You know, mm-hmm. I was scared and unsure. I mean, she sent me to an endocrinologist. I do remember that. The endocrinologist handed me a pill and he at that time he said, "You'll be on this pill for the rest of your life. We'll just watch it. Your thyroid will eventually die and eventually we'll have to take it out." And I thought to myself, wait a second, you know, I don't want that to be me. That can't be me. This is not right. I don't feel good about this. And so I swung into every holistic (laughs) um, thing that I possibly could. And I, at that point, had just started yoga uh, because of my thyroid disease. Someone in my life was smart enough to say, hey, you should try a yoga practice. And at that point, I was actually desperate and major. And so doing anything holistic or Eastern or um, fringe felt really strange to me. Um, Yoga's evolution here. So, um, yeah, it was that. that. And I I did go ahead and take the parade for 11 years. Um, And I, uh, um, it it didn't help. It never helped. uh, and I never felt better, really. Um, sorry. I never felt better. And I was always so tired. I was so to lose. There was one period of time that I was able to lose weight, and it was because I went to a was completely vegan for like a month, and I think I was severely malnourished <laughs> and doing yoga for like three hours a day. So that wasn't the best way, but... Um, so I um, you're cutting out really um, bad. Can you just um, yeah, maybe take a break um, and see if it catches up? I don't know. Um, sure. Maybe I, you know. I have my Wi-Fi on, um, which is a mistake. And if I do the actual call, will cut out. So. Well, do you want to hang up and call um, us I, back? Yeah, that will definitely clear it up. Okay. Awesome. Okay, Okay. we'll We'll be here. Yeah, we'll hold tight. Okay. (laughs) Hold that thought. You know, I wanted to tell Alana, remind me not to forget, I'm I'm trying not to interrupt her, but um, of that study, remember, that was done. And I don't remember specifically whether it was Hashimoto or hypothyroid women, but they fed them an average of 600 calories a day, and um, they gained an average of six pounds a week. Do you remember me telling you about that? Yes, I do. Yeah, I wanted to tell her that because you rarely hear about people gaining so much weight at one time. I was the same thing, 55 pounds, bang, in less than a year. And, uh, you know, I went from really super thin to literally, you know, what they would call overweight in in, in a year. It was crazy. And how much did she say she had gained? It was a bad year. (laughs) 60 pounds, yeah. I gained 55 pounds and I had started a really stressful management job and, and, you know, I, everyone just kind of figured it was a stress, but I look back now 
And I think, you know, I wonder if that was all my thyroid. You know what I'm saying? Like I look back now when I hear lazy as a child, I was just, it just took me an inordinate amounts of energy to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, well, way way back. I I remember um, having a, a, a different uh, level of energy than my friends did. Um, I could push through it, but I'm pretty sure that was my adrenals wanting me to do, you know, like I, this was things I wanted to do. If there was something I didn't want to do, I just, I couldn't really muster the energy. In right. fact, still now I'm, I'm kind of like that. So <laughs> And it's kind of hard on for it. people to understand because we're, both of us are like, you know, uh, we talk pretty fast and it's almost like our brain is working fast, but my body's just not on the same program. God forbid they ever catch up with one another because, <laughs> 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 woo, yeah, you could probably spend a whole show on that subject, but we won't go there. <laughs> well, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read her bio while she is um, calling in. We decided to change up the way we do the show a little bit. So I'm going to read a little bit about her while we are waiting for her. Okay, well, there she is, but I'm going to still do it. So hang on just a second. Are you there? (laughs) I'm here. Okay, I'm going to read your bio. I'm going to read your bio really quick. So just hang on really quick. Okay. Okay. Alana holds a Ph.D. in uh, mythological studies, which is really neat, with an emphasis in depth psychology. Hmm, I wonder what that is. Um, let's see, what else do you, I mean, well, you have, uh, you founded the 500, um, hour thyroid, um, uh, Kavaya yoga method, which I'm actually teacher training. I'm actually, um, doing the teacher training for that, which I'm really exciting. She's an author of three fabulous books. I have one right here in my hand, yoga beyond the mat, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, you know, there's, I don't know, there's pages of this, but I just wanted to get that out there to everybody so that, you know, you would know who we were talking to. She's a Hashimoto's warrior and thyroidectomy survivor, and she's here with us again. Okay, keep going. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back. Hopefully this will be a much better connection. What do you think? Okay. I hope it's better. Yes. It sounds good. Okay. Um, so, okay, good, good, good. So um, I was on Centroid for 11 years, pick up, picking up where we left off. I wasn't feeling better, which is a story that I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar with. Um, and I, at that point, you know, like I said, there really weren't thyroid advocacy groups like Thyroid Nation out there for me to partner up with or learn anything about. And I just thought that this was the way that things were supposed to be. Um, my thyroid continued to get larger. My thyroid hormone continued to get worse. Um, I was still gaining weight. I was still feeling terrible. And eventually I, I ended up meeting a, um, a chiropractor who had healed or put into remission his own Hashimoto's and he had done it through a very strict paleo diet and especially by going gluten-free. And at that point I was really desperate to do anything. I was so miserable. So I thought, okay, I'll try it. I went gluten-free. I went paleo. And, you know, the reality is I was so desperate and I believed so much in my ability to heal myself. Um, but really from a place of control. I thought I could control this disease. I thought I could control the way that it affected my body. Um, And I got a blood test back after being gluten-free for about six months or so that said that my antibodies were down in the 300s range, which for me was basically like zero (laughs) because I'd been way over the thousands of every other test I'd ever had. Um, So I was like, awesome, it's working. And I basically quit my Synthroid. 
Um, and I did okay, honestly, for about five years. I was very strict paleo and um, hanging in there, but I started grad school. And the thing that I massively underestimated and really didn't give credit to was the role of stress in this disease. And um, grad school, of course, is very stressful, but I, um, I went ahead and decided to get my dissertation done instead of in the two-year timeline that most people take, I did it in five months. So um, it was just an incredible amount of work and an incredible amount of stress, and I think I ran myself into the ground, and I really was in major denial about how bad I was feeling. I think that the bar for normal for me had been set so low for so long, I didn't realize how bad I was. Um, I thought that it was totally normal to, you know, feel terrible every day, to be bloated all the time, to sleep terribly. Um, and I got my PhD on December 22nd of 2015, and then I got engaged on December 24th of 2015. <laughs> so a lot of things were shifting and changing yeah. all at once. And I was like, okay, this is great. Everything's done. I can leave that behind. I'm getting married. The PhD is over with. Fantastic. So I swung into a workout regimen and tightened up my paleo diet. And, of course, what then happened? I gained 25 pounds. So I knew that something was wrong again. This was like a reprise of what had happened to me in my early 20s. And I thought, okay, you know what, I don't have control of this. Um, it's, it's really, it's really bad. I was sleeping up to 14 hours a night. Um, and also starting to feel the massive, massive emotional, um, effects of wacky thyroid hormones. So I went to an endocrinologist, uh, here where I live in New York city. And, um, (laughs) I swear, I think endocrinologists are sometimes the worst offenders when it comes to people with Hashimoto's. (laughs) You know, of course, his first suggestion was, oh, your thyroid hormones are normal. You're fine. You're obviously eating too much. And I was like, yeah, that's not the problem. Um, Been there, done that. Yeah, we all Yeah, totally. (laughs) So um, they were in the thousands range again, you know, to the point where they really don't even measure what the number is. And he did an ultrasound on my thyroid, and it was ten times normal size. Um, and you could was see, so yeah, Alana, did you angry? You um, could, you could see it, Alana. I mean, there's pictures. You could see it. I just don't yeah. understand how these doctors. I mean, I, okay, keep going. That Sorry. was my next question. So thank you. Was could you actually see it? You know, like, oh yeah, the significant enlargement. And here they're telling you everything's normal. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was a very significant enlargement, and. Um, you know, you, ha- you have to remember, too, like, I, I'm a career yoga teacher, and so I didn't necessarily have health insurance for many years. <laughs> right. So there was a long right. string of time in there where, you know, yes, I quit my Synthroid, but the other factor was the fact that I, I couldn't get the prescription filled, right? I, I, there was no way for me right. to get this. And right. um, so I, I did the best I could. I believed in my ability to try and cure this. I didn't want this to be the thing that I was dealing with for the rest of my life. Um, but the reality was that I just, my thyroid was enormous and it was starting to wrap around everything in my neck. Um, did you happen to know, did you notice any changes in like swallowing or vocal cords or, you know, was it affecting, was the size of it affecting anything? 
No, it wasn't. I think um, okay. I think the body is an amazing thing, you know, and I think that it's incredibly adaptable. And I think that part of my own, you know, I, I'm I'm really uh, the, the side story to this all, right? I've got this health struggle going on, but I've also got this intense dedication and scholarship to yoga the entire time. And really that was the method by which I was dealing with all of the symptoms and probably honestly alleviating the symptoms a lot, you know, and so really didn't know how much this was affecting my body Um, because I wasn't that stressed out. I was moving pretty well. Um, I didn't have a lot of chronic pain because of the yoga Um, you know, it was absolutely my own kind of fault and control issues for not respecting the the disease more, to be honest. Um, And I really was doing everything. You know, I'd read all the books. I was taking all the supplements. Um, I have done all the protocols that are very popular and recommended. I was on the correct diet. I've done the autoimmune protocol diet. I've done the selenium supplements, the the correct vitamin supplements. Um, I really did everything that is supposed to make this disease go into remission. Um, And for me, it just didn't. So by the time I ended up in my doctor's office last June with a thyroid 10 times normal size and uh, just really in a really bad shape, um, the doctor said, it's got to come out. You know, and I was looking at the fact that I was getting married on September 16th and had a discussion with at that time my fiance like okay what do we do do we do we do this surgery before we get married and give me the best opportunity for recovery and improvement and start off our marriage on the right foot or do we wait you know um, so we decided to go ahead and to go ahead and do it and on August fifth of last year I made what was one of the most difficult decisions in my adult life you know this was something that I'd avoided for fifteen years and. Um, it made me feel like a failure. Um, it made me feel like I didn't, I wasn't able to do with my body what I really wanted to do. And again, you know, you can hear the control in that I wanted to make my body do something. But the reality is that I wasn't listening and I didn't hear what my body needed at the time. And I do believe, looking back now, you know, that the whole time my body was very much communicating with me clearly that it needed acceptance. Um, it needed a lot more nurturing than I was getting it and probably a lot more stress relief. You know, doing a um, dissertation in five months is not necessarily the kindest thing to do to your own to your own body. So I went through the surgery last August, and, um, you know, they actually, the, the surgeon who, my surgeon was amazing. Um, he did a wonderful job with my surgery, and he actually showed me a picture of my thyroid. And it was very interesting to see it outside my body and to see the photo of it. Um, oh, it wow. was. It looked angry. It looked <laughs> very angry, and it looked like. And and one of the things that I that I did in the weeks leading up to my surgery because it was really quick before, between you know deciding to do this and then having it done. So there was about three weeks where I knew that this was happening, and in the weeks leading up to my surgery. I did a lot of meditation, a lot of introspection to just get really clear on what was going on with me and what I needed to do to move forward and to truly heal. Um, And I basically made, I I listened to my body, I listened to my thyroid, which I think is really important for people like us to do, to actually hear what the message is that it's trying to tell us. Um, 
I listened to my thyroid and I just, I realized that it had been the repository of all my anger and frustration. Um, And, you know, looking back, the moment that doctors noticed that my thyroid was enlarged was a time in my life of very powerful um, emotional and psychological trauma. And I believe that that's actually what kicked off my Hashimoto's. Um, there were no other environmental factors. This disease does not run in my family. I don't have heavy metals. I don't have Lyme. Um, I don't have Epstein-Barr. So <laughs> there, was no other, there was no other trigger. Um, but at that time, I was being told by uh, my father to shut up, be quiet, don't talk. We don't want to hear from you. And I think that my thyroid took that on. That's what was happening at that time. And ever since then, if I, would, if I were to get angry or if I were to feel like my voice wasn't being heard, I would actually feel my thyroid getting hot. And you could actually see yeah, it. For sure. You could see my neck get hot and red. Um, and, you know, I say this because I don't think I'm alone in this. Um, so I made a – I basically told my body, I was like, look, you know, this is where all my anger and frustration has lived over the years. I'm not going to do that anymore. Any anger and frustration I feel, it's now, it's now got to get resolved. It has to be released. I'm not going to ask any other part of my body to take that on. So thank you, thyroid, for doing this for all those years, and it's time to, to live a different way. So, okay, I have a couple you know, things really I quick. Thought, I want to – oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Dana. No, because I don't want you to lose your thought, and these questions won't go away, so keep going. No, it's okay. Uh, so when I saw it, when I saw the picture, I really did see, like, it was really powerful. It was like everything that I had put in there, you could see it. You could see the sadness. You could see the anger. You could see the frustration. You could see the hurt. You could see how much I didn't accept what was really going on with me for all those years. Um, you know, it was very large. It was growing into my chest. And even the pathologist to, um, you know, after they, they take out your thyroid, they do um, a very thorough dissection to make sure that it wasn't cancer. Um, and I did not have thyroid cancer, um, but the report came back as florid Hashimoto's. And my, both of my doctors told me, they were like, we've never seen a passionate description of anyone's thyroid, um, that it was that filled with Hashimoto's and just that destroyed by the disease. So, um, it was very difficult. It was very tough for me to let go of it. It was very tough for me to let go of the dream that I would put this disease into remission and heal my thyroid. But, you know, I have to realize that I didn't get the information that I needed to perhaps potentially do that until about 20 years too late. Um, I think if I had had the information when, at 14, when doctors first noticed my enlarged thyroid, it might have been much more possible. But with Hashimoto is being that aggressive with me for that long. Um, I think that my healing journey goes a different way, you know, and so that's, that's up to, that, that, that's the story <laughs> up until the thyroidectomy. And, um, you know, during that time, again, with all of the kind of frustration and confusion, I was doing a lot of research as, as one does as an academic, and I did find Thyroid Nation, and I can't tell you how helpful it was to see stories of other people who'd gone through a thyroidectomy. Um, and it was a real source of strength for me to know that I wasn't alone because I don't know anybody else who's gone through this. 
Um, the reason actually, and this is something that I, that I too want to share with you guys and your listeners, the reason that I decided to go ahead and say yes to the surgery, because it was something that I would have said no to um, the previous 15 years, was that I did, found, I did find a, um, a research study of a doctor who is doing thyroidectomy as treatment for people with very advanced Hashimoto's. And he has had tremendously good results. Um, to the point where an overwhelming amount, like 97% of his patients, report an alleviation of symptoms because after the thyroid is gone, the autoimmunity stops, essentially. The antibodies go down. And um, as we know, high antibody count contributes greatly to our symptomology. And I actually corresponded with this doctor and told him what was going on, and he was very kind in his responses back to me. Um, and that was a real source of strength for me, honestly, that there were other people who had had their thyroid removed and who felt better afterward. Um, I can tell you that right after my thyroid was removed, I didn't necessarily feel better. Um, and those out there who've had thyroidectomy, I'm sure they understand that it does take some time to get your meds in the right spot, and you do absolutely need a doctor who will listen to you and give you the meds that are right for you. Um, I had to fire my endocrinologist here in New York City. He didn't for me. Um, and I did finally start working with a functional medicine practitioner. And I, I cannot recommend that highly enough. It is something that I wish I'd had access to 15 years ago. I don't even think functional medicine practitioners existed 15 years ago. But um, I found one, and she's amazing. Dr. Gabrielle Lyon at the Ash Center here in New York City has completely changed my life and put me on the correct medication and she listens to me and I feel better and brighter than, than I, than I ever have in my adult life because I've had this my entire adult life. Um, I'm sleeping better. I'm more alert. I am starting to lose weight. Finally, people say that literally this, like, like the look of my face has changed because of this. So that's been a tremendous help. But all the way through this, like every step of the way, I've had my yoga practice to fall back on, to help me when I didn't understand things, to get me through the worst of the symptoms, um, and to support myself all the way through, you know. And I'm really grateful for that piece. And, and now I have Dana and you guys, so I'm really happy to be connected. So, yeah, there we go. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so, okay, I want to, I just, I mean, that was really powerful, and I was feeling all, like, you know, emotional, but then you talked me through it, so now I'm lots better. Okay, so, um, okay, so. Trust me, girl, I'm emotional about it, too. Um, okay, so I just want to, I'm going to just go back a little bit. I mean, you tried a lot of things. You did a lot of things. And oh, everything. Basically, yeah. and you don't have any genetic predisposition. Um, you know, there were no real triggers oh. for you. You be, you basically did the things that everybody would, you know, say to do. Um, and you had yep. this ginormous, <laughs> ginormous thyroid gland. And it's a, the, really the only way to, to fix it was to do your thyroidectomy. But do you know um, what yeah. your iodine levels were? Did you ever try um, high dose um, iodine or anything like that? Yes. Of course. Yeah, I did. Um, and it <laughs> was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, I tried high-dose iodine. Um, I tried iodine restriction. That didn't work. Um, yeah, high-dose selenium, like normal-dose selenium. Um, 
I tried the high fat diet for a while because there's been success with that. That didn't work. Um, you know, I one of the things that I had to know 100% before going into my thyroid surgery was that I had given it my best shot. Right. That I had exhausted all other options. Um, you know, and, and I, I do know that I'm an extreme case. You know, I do know that this, most people with Hashimoto's will never get this far, and that's great. I'm, glad, I'm really glad for that. Um, but, uh, you know, on the other hand, too, I really have been through every step of this disease. Um, <laughs> and hopefully it makes it, hopefully it makes me a better person to help others through it, too. You know, I, I know what it's like on both sides of the coin now. So, Alana, tell us what's working for you now, the functional medicine practitioner. Are you taking desiccated thyroid? Are you taking supplements that you really swear by? Or what, what's working for yeah. you now? Yeah, so um, one of the things that I absolutely love that I do with uh, Gabrielle at the Ash Center are these vitamin drips, which are pretty amazing, and um, intravenous glutathione which is tremendously helpful for reducing inflammation um, because, of course, inflammation is at the heart of almost all disease, but certainly at the heart of autoimmunity. So that's been really incredible. I call that my superhuman sauce. I go in in the morning and get my trip, <laughs> and by the evening I'm completely out of chronic pain. I feel wonderful. I sleep really well. Um, that stuff is incredible. I really I love that. Um, She's also do you know, on the arm. Do you know, is, there, is it glutathione and what else? Is, do you know what all is in it? Glutathione and a vitamin drip. Um, so it's really like vitamins and mineral complex and heavy wow. on the vitamin Bs. Yeah. Okay. And how okay. often do you um, get that? Do you get it weekly uh, or you know, monthly? or? First, yeah. Well, at first I was going every week because I was so depleted. I mean, you right. know, I, I can't. One of the I've learned so much through this process, and one of the things that I truly didn't appreciate. So I mentioned that I really didn't. I really underestimated the power of stress and its effects yes. on this disease. Um, so I learned that, right? And the other thing that I learned was how much your thyroid hormone uh, affects your own mental health. Um, I was in a really gnarly, emotional, um, awful place from last summer through last fall to the point where I was like inside my own body looking out and I didn't know who I was. I was like, who is this person behaving this way? Like, why, why am I saying these things? Why am I doing this to my poor, amazing fiance? Why am I being such a brat? Um, <laughs> and it really was because of the thyroid hormones. As soon as I was able to get those in a much more stable place, holy wow, there I was, I was back again. So um, I really underestimated the power of the thyroid hormone to affect your attitude, your behavior, your emotions, your mental health. So um, she got me on Tyrosint, which is a really wonderful brand name, T4, that has absolutely no fillers. Um, generic generic levothyroxine and Synthroid did not... Um, did not work for me at all. I wasn't feeling any effects. So Tyrosin worked great. She's also got me on T3, which I'm sure your listeners know that is a major step in the right direction, um, and it's a very active form of – it is the active form of thyroid hormones, so I take that as well. Um, I do testosterone cream because 
as we know, the endocrine system all works together. And if one thing is off, the other things are off. She did a complete um, measurement and panel of all of my endocrine hormones. And I was very low on testosterone, which, of course, means you're very low on energy. You're very low on sex drive. Um, you're not going to lose weight or build muscle. So she's helping with me with that, which is incredible. Um, I'm on methylated Bs. I'm on omega-3s, which are not the kind that you buy at um, Walmart. <laughs> you have to get really high-quality ones that don't have other filler oil. Um, and that's, those are, I think those are the magic things for me uh, that have really, really helped and have just completely turned my world around and have allowed me to actually um, not just be productive, but be productive and happy. What about LDN? Oh, God, thank you for mentioning that. Yes, I'm a huge fan. Um, I'm also doing LDN, again, because my antibodies were so high, and that contributes so greatly to symptoms. So um, I did start LDN last summer before my thyroidectomy in an attempt to get my antibodies down. And I think at that time I was just so inflamed and in the throes of the disease that it really wasn't taking hold. Um, it certainly wasn't taking hold fast enough. So now I'm still on LDN every night, and um, I actually just went to uh, my doctor to get my blood level tested to see uh, how my antibodies are. So I'll have to report back to you guys. Um, yeah. But I, as good as I'm feeling, I, I would be surprised if they're not down dramatically. On a scale of 1 oh, to 10, yeah. Alana, how you felt, mm-hmm. 10 being horrid, one being fabulous, how did you, where did you rate before the thyroidectomy and where do you rate now? Well, before I think I was about at a 20. <laughs> um, and that's, that's real. Like I, I, I have never felt so bad in my life. Um, and actually right after the thyroidectomy, I probably felt like a 22. Um, it was pretty rocky. I wasn't on the correct medication, which is everything. Um, and I think I was still like, you know, it does, even after the thyroid is removed, you still have everything kind of in your system. You still have your old thyroid hormone. Right, you still have right, right. And for raising. some people, it, it, like, for some people that can go for years. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I agree. Just, and I, I mean, I think that the, getting the medication right is so important, especially if you're not yeah. making your own, right? You, you've got to find the right bioidentical hormone that that speaks to your body and that actually jives with your body. And I don't think all of these T4s are created equal. Um, in my own oh, experience. for sure. No. You know, they're not created equal. So, um, yeah, I was really awful. And now I would say I'm probably rolling at about a three or a four. So I still awesome. have a little bit of room to go. Um, I'm still sleeping more every night than I would like to. I think that part of that actually is the LDN. The LDN will kind of knock you out. Um, so I may have so to you do take you do take hours. LDN. I do. You yeah. are. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I've heard yeah. amazing things about that. Do you? You know, I worry yeah. about. I often think. You know, like for example, um, well, just because Dr. Holtorf, especially uh, recently, I think he posted it through NAH for those that are interested, but was talking about the role of T2 therapy. Did either one of you guys see that? And saying that I that was, it. yeah, it said that, no, oh, huh. I've got to go back and find it. But, you know, of course, desiccated thyroid contains 
T1, T2, T3, T4 calcitonin. And so I know that he has posted on T1 before uh, talking about, you know, how they used to think it was a byproduct and now they're saying it plays a role in cellular reception. Uh, and the T2 is, was really critical. Like now there's, and, you know, Dr. Holtorf, I believe, is even doing T2 therapy as um, wow. you know, where some people can be significantly um, deficient in T2. I got to look it up now. Dug on it. I wish I knew more, but yeah, you know, you I know, think about that all the, the time. That, you know, totally. Sorry, one ahead. of the things that I learned with the functional medicine doctor, who, again, one of the brilliant things about functional medicine doctors is they actually do the right test <laughs> to find out right, exactly right. what your triggers are, so that you're not just throwing spaghetti at a wall. And that's what I was doing for so many years. Maybe it's gluten. Maybe it's iodine. Maybe it's you know, this, that, or the other thing. Um, but when you do the test, you find out exactly what is going on with you and what your triggers are. And one of the things that I learned through the testing is that actually I'm a very poor converter. Um, so just taking T4 for me wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't enough. enough. I wasn't converting right. enough of that to T3 because I don't convert well. Um, you know, we found out that I also don't convert a couple of other things well, so I'm supplementing. But... Um, you know, that's really important information. It is not just about taking the T4 and then keeping your right. fingers crossed that your body can do the rest of the job. So, well, and I've anyway, seen quite a few people, that, too, that, that T2 thing take... Is really interesting. Right. Oh, totally. Right. I'll have to find it. I'll find it and I'll send it to you. Um, but okay. I've seen a lot of people, too, that take NDT and still need additional T4 on top of that. Like, it's, it's just never a yeah. perfect balance with... with one pill yeah. and you're done. Lucky us, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't think that that's. I don't think that that's us. You know, I think that we have to. And this is one of the things that I that I really softened around last fall, and I'm continuing to. Right. I'm still not necessarily at the end of my own road. I don't think any of us is. That's the whole point of healing, right? It, it's a constant process. It never. It really never ends. You have to continuously work at it. You can't let your guard down. Um, but that, you know, we, we are special as thyroid people. <laughs> we, we need a little extra love. We need a little extra care. We need a little extra um, support. And I think that that is both on the outside from the supplements, from the doctors, from the right medication, but also on the inside. You know, I think that we have these powerful communication devices called our bodies. And the more that we're able to tune in and listen to that, and the more that we can actually start to take responsibility for our own healing and for our self-care, which is such an important piece of our huge. thyroid journey. That is a huge piece. I totally, mm-hmm. 100% with every ounce of my body, agree with that. I think people, you know, and there have been a lot of articles recently that have been posted on the spiritual portion of the thyroid and just almost like really being at sure. one with oneself how when that's yeah. you know, not set properly, how it really affects the thyroid significantly. And I, I can definitely see that in my own uh, journey for sure, you know, just um, just not like being true to myself, if that makes sense. You know, it just really, yes. your body is like, yeah, I'm just not so good with this. So we're just going to, you know, the thyroid's really just going to have a problem here. I don't know. That was, that was a big well, thing for me. yeah, the thyroid is... Um it's housed in the area of our body in yogic wisdom known as the throat chakra. So the chakras are energetic centers within the body that essentially represent fields of life experience. So 
the root chakra, the one at the base of the spine, represents our security, our stability, our sense of home, right? We all have that. That's a part that's in, 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 in psychological terms, we would say that's an archetypal energy. That's something that is true and, and, and uh, in effect for all of us, right? We all need stability, security at home in some way, right? In our own individual way, but we all need that. Um, at the level of the throat chakra, we house our own self-expression, our own sense of truth, and our sense of trust. So when those things are compromised, or called into question, we often find that there is some sort of instability there. Now, it's not always going to manifest as Hashimoto's or Graves or thyroid cancer, right, because it can manifest as being choked up or a sore mm. throat or laryngitis or cervical spine issues, neck issues. Um, but one of the things that I clued into a long time ago in my own, you know, quest, healing was this incredible um, spirit, mind, and body connection. And recognizing that, you know, I knew that in my heart, I knew that my throat was holding on to so much more than I was expressing. And that at a very young age, I was told I couldn't express it. And that always resonated for me. And it took me many more years and a doctorate degree to be able to realized that, you know, it wasn't just my hunch and it wasn't just Eastern wisdom, that there's actually some science to this and there's actually some, there's actually something to it. So being able to listen to the body and pay attention to its messages, I think are really, um, are really powerful and important. Having an autoimmunity doesn't mean that something is wrong, okay? It means that we're having a different kind of communication and something that we need to pay attention to and that our body is speaking very loudly to us in such a way that if we listen, perhaps we can find our own way um, to alleviating that kind of traumatic form of communication. It's like our body's having a tantrum. <laughs> you know, I like you know, absolutely to do the thing that will make the tantrum worse. So my my tantrum a little bit. My my body is really really throwing a fit then for sure. Um, okay, so. <laughs> So let's let's jump into let's jump into the mind body portion. Let's jump into to yoga and um, and you know kind of what you're doing with that now. And me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so um, there's a couple of things going on uh, which I'm really excited about. So one of the things that I also you know because I I really believe that there's a, a strong link between people with thyroid disease and overachieving. Um, I, I think for me, it's this sense of, I know, that's a knowing laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. No, no, I uh, totally believe that. I, I find it very interesting yeah, that there's a, a really yeah. common, it's almost fluid in overachievers. I, yeah. That's just what I, I, I so I totally me, agree. I the back, giggle was a totally agree giggle. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's such a knowing laugh, like, oh, yeah, I know yeah. what that's like. Oh, totally, yeah. Um, to push yourself, to, constant, to constantly try to, for me, it's this, um, it has been this sense of feeling as if I need to prove myself, so I have to mm-hmm. overachieve, and, like, the fear of being labeled lazy, so I just overdo it, um, you know, and, and, I mean, I guess on one hand, it certainly has allowed me to get a lot done, <laughs> But on the other hand, you know, I burnt on my thyroid, so, you know. Um, in any case, while I was going through my dissertation, I also jumped on another very ambitious project, which was the creation of a full 500-hour online yoga certification program. 
um, which has never been done. It doesn't exist anywhere else. It's incredibly comprehensive because in the spirit of consistently overachieving, I also always overdeliver. Um, and that has been an incredible project. Now, interestingly, the reason why I did that was because for the past, you know, 15 years, I've been teaching yoga, but I've also been teaching yoga teacher training, and that's an exhausting experience. I would have to sit, up, sit and show up um, for 8 to 10 hours a day lecturing straight through. Wow. And if it was a month-long intensive, for then four weeks straight. And my body just could not take it anymore. The last month-long intensive I taught, I had to spend three weeks recovering. Um, and then the last time I did little week-long intensives, I literally would get up in the morning, which is not my favorite thing. I'm not a morning person. And I would stand in the shower and cry because I knew I had a very long day ahead of me that I just was not prepared for. So I realized I can't show up like this all day, every day. It's too much. I need to put this online. And what I have since realized, actually, is that there are many members of um, chronic illness and autoimmune communities who are benefiting from that, too. They want to learn yoga because yoga has incredible healing benefits. Um, it does, it has actually proven to alleviate the symptoms of autoimmune disorder, including thyroid disease, and they want to learn it. But who has time to spend 25 hours on a weekend at a teacher training? And who has the energy? We certainly don't. So this online format has been unbelievably awesome for people like us. And that was something that I did not anticipate but have been really, really pleasantly surprised by. So this online training is in conjunction with Yoga Download. Um, Dana is on it. Yay! Yay. And we'll be a certified yoga teacher very Yay. soon. So that is one thing that has happened. Um, and then the other thing is that I've realized how important yoga has been for me all these years. Um, even as I have been, like, actively figuring out what to do with my uh, thyroid disease. And I've connected with Dana, which has been such an incredible blessing. Um, and we founded Thyroid Healing Yoga because we need something very specific for this community. For people who have a difficult time getting out of bed, for people who have very little energy, for people who are hypermobile because of their autoimmunity and suffer from chronic pain and can't necessarily bend and stretch like the pictures we see on Instagram, and for people who nice. want to listen to their body and their thyroid and tap into the more spiritual and psychological element of their healing. Because I do know that there are now, thank goodness, so many resources for various healing protocols and like the autoimmune protocol diet and the paleo diet and different supplements you can take and different books and resources. And there's a lot of stuff to do in regards to diet, nutrition, and even functional medicine, but no one really is yet talking about the psychological and spiritual aspect of this disease. Right. Um, and that's really what I want to start talking about and advocating for along with Anna. Yeah, um, and I kind of want to I want to have you explain because I know you're on a mission, and you know we will definitely cover lots of different things with um, thyroid healing uh, yoga because there are lots of different people and they have different you know things they're going through right now. But I want you to explain what your kind of thought is on uh, current yoga practice. <laughs> Um, so one of the reasons I mean, I you, you have, yeah, you have this book, Yoga Beyond the Mat. So, um, I want you just to kind of talk right. about it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the reasons I went to grad school originally was I, um, I've been in the community for a long time. I've taught at conferences around the country, taught at 
teacher trainings around the world um, have been very exposed to the community and immersed in it. And several years ago, um, I, I started feeling like I didn't really fit into the community. Um, I, I wasn't really doing the super bendy postures anymore. I wasn't a fan of putting pictures of my practice on social media. Um, I started to see yoga selling things like insurance and prescription drugs. <laughs> um, oh, and I was like, wait a minute, you know, like I take a prescription drug every day. Like there's nothing wrong with prescription drugs, but I'm not sure yoga is meant to sell them. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, I came up with this like hashtag essentially yoga is broken and it was a little snarky and um, you know, I just wanted to alert people to the fact like, Hey, there, there's something else here. So I put myself in the grad school and tried to figure out exactly what was, what was missing and what was incomplete about it. And um, the reality is that yoga right now in the West is often primarily seen as a physical practice, but the physical practice, the actual postures of yoga are very new on the scene. Most of them are less than 15, 20, 30 years old. Um, it's not, the yoga postures are not an ancient practice. We are literally making it up as we go along. And we're just trying to figure it out. And to place that on the pedestal as the thing that is yoga is actually causing people to miss the greatest benefit of yoga, which is psycho-spiritual integration, okay, which is personal bliss, which is the state of being able to stand on your own two feet, be self-empowered and self-confident. Um, and yoga absolutely does that. It 100% does that, but it doesn't do that while you're in a warrior too. So um, I <laughs> took a look. <laughs> I've never seen anybody enlightened in a warrior too, and I've seen a lot of people in warrior too. So I took a look at what yoga's strengths are, but I also took a look at what some of yoga's shortcomings were. So 2,000 years ago when the classic text was written on yoga, which uh, is this called the Yoga Sutra. So when that was written 2,000 years ago, the author only knew certain things about psychology. Right? At that time, they weren't aware of the power of the unconscious and were really focused on the conscious and the ego. All right? So in yoga, you hear some teachers say things like you have to destroy the ego or you have to overcome the ego because that's really the focus and that's really not what the issue is. So I um, essentially my newest book, Yoga Beyond the Mat, is uh, it's part of my dissertation work and it helps to move yoga forward into something that truly is for everybody and for everybody. It does not focus on the postures. Um, it focuses on practices that you incorporate into your life every single day and that bring together parts of yoga that are most effective, but also parts of Western psychology or Western healing practices that are also incredibly effective. Because sometimes when a Westerner tries to do something from the East, it's a bit like fitting a square peg into a round hole. Our Western <laughs> psychology is just different. It's not better or worse. It's just different. So we need something that actually addresses who we are as modern Western people, because that's primarily who's practicing right now, um, and that is who I, who I teach as well. So we do a lot of work with the chakras because the chakras bring the mind and the body together, which, you know, Descartes in his infinite 
Uh, I don't know if you could call it wisdom, but he tried to separate mind and body back in the so-called Enlightenment era, which was not very enlightened in the 17th century. So we're bringing it back together with the chakras, but also with the practice of alchemy, which is a Western psychological practice. Um, We bring together ritual because many of us as modern-day practitioners have really walked away from our own spiritual practice, whatever it was as we were a kid, you know, whatever religion we grew up in or whatever religion we currently deny, we don't necessarily have ritual. And ritual practice is tremendously powerful for bridging um, our conscious or our ego reality and our unconscious and our spirit. So I outline this all in the book in such a way that people can go through from start to finish and really create something that is personal and um, powerful for them individually. It's like a roadmap, and there are things you need to do to bring your own, your own stuff to it, the things that are meaningful to you, um, because it cannot be a one-size-fits-all practice, which is another reason why yoga is a little funny sometimes. We go to these group classes, but everybody's dealing with something individually, so it has to be a very individual practice. So, um, yeah. Uh, that's that's what the new that's the new book is like, and that's the thing that I'm focused on is really making yoga actually work for people, more than just um, the bending and stretching pieces, which are fun, but are not necessarily the heart of yoga practice. And you know, um, I have to say, since starting, you know, or, you know, or continuing my yoga um, practice, I guess. I, for me, I'm thinking that the postures were a way to get to, were the conduit to uh, get you to that maybe, you know, spiritual enlightened place, but we've kind of gotten away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I mm-hmm. try to take it when I'm doing my post, the asanas and the postures and things, I'm really looking inward. I'm really focusing on what am I feeling? What am I doing? What am I needing? What am I not needing? I'm really trying to take all the yoga, you know, thoughts and, and all of it to heart. I'm not just going, ooh, can I stretch this further? Ooh, can I be really cute here? You know, like I'm really trying to do more than, you, you know, really cute, let's be honest. <laughs> the bendy stretchy, but I'm not sure that's, that's where everybody is at. And so I really like doing it home, um, at home practice because I can really just not yeah. see anybody else. It's hard not to compare yourself and judge yourself and all that stuff when you have everybody else doing things. I mean, I'm standing there when I'm in my class and there's lots of people around me and I'm like, it doesn't matter what she's doing. It doesn't matter what he's doing. And I'm really focused on me, but you can't help but go, Oh, that looks really nice over there. And Oh geez, wouldn't it be nice if I could just lift my toes up here? You know, I mean, it's really hard to, to not do that. So practicing at home feels, feels really good. And, you know, closing my eyes so that I can't see anything distractions. Obviously when you're not, you know, balancing postures, of course, that's not recommended, but um, you know what I mean. And so with thyroid healing yoga, I want people to realize that, you know, there's, there's definitely more to it. I think that's kind of what Alana was trying to say. There's, it's not just about um, getting forward fold, you know, that's just how you get to, that's just one method, one way to get to a place where you can connect your mind because people don't stop. We are a society of busy, 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 and, you know, um, we salute and we are proud of being busy, 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 and that's the way the world, the Western society over here is, is doing it, and as opposed to slowing down and thinking and taking a step back. Um, and so, you know, I, right. I really think that, you know, that 
the postures and things are, you know, were invented or were, you know, created to, to get you to that place. But a lot of people are missing that picture. And that's kind of what we're trying to bring back um, is to just kind yeah, of stop, listen, is, and connect true. everything. Right? We're definitely trying to bring it back. But I think, you know, my goal, too, is to focus specifically on our needs as thyroid patients, like really specifically targeting our needs. And I know that even in some of my better days um, before my surgery with Hashimoto's, I I was not able to do a vigorous group practice. <laughs> There's no way. You know, and I also know the importance of listening in to the body and being able to really connect and hear the messages and to tend to the spiritual and psychological elements that help us to walk this healing road. Because, yes, you do have to supplement correctly. Yes, you do need to find the diet that's right for you. But that's only part of the picture. There's this whole other psychological and spiritual piece that yoga absolutely addresses and works with. Um, and when we do that in such a way that addresses our specific needs, then I think that that's really powerful. I do too. I have to and why? Oh, sorry. I was, I was just going to say. I have to tell you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I was, was going to say that <laughs> self-image is such a big deal, and especially with thyroid patients, because there's weight, or you know, we can't lose weight, or we've gained a lot of weight, yeah. and self-image is yeah. such a big deal, and breaking that down and being able to just kind of be happy with you no matter what stage you're at or what you look like or if you're green or purple or skinny or or large or whatever, that's a really big thing that I think that thyroid healing yoga is also going to address. Yeah, there's some really great-looking bendy people, and we will salute them and be happy for them because that's just who they are. But there are also some non-bendy different shapes and sizes that we're also going to celebrate, right? So I just wanted to bring in the self-image portion before. Okay, Tiffany, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, just, you know, kind of going out on a limb here, but what I'm really excited about uh, with thyroid healing yoga is the fact that you guys are also catering to the people like me with extreme fatigue because I've got, I've oh, gotten, yeah. you know, free yoga classes from some of my yoga teacher friends out here. And I have to tell you, I'm I'm scared to death because for a couple mm-hmm. of reasons. One being it's not just the fatigue, but it's also the disappointment in myself when I can't do what they're asking me to do. So I think I avoid mm-hmm. that. It's a self-protection mechanism, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, having been, mm-hmm. you know, a yes. former dancer and very flexible you know, I tried to take one of my, my girls, dan- you know, I tried to take a dance class and it was very depressing for me because I was very limited. Mm-hmm. So I have to honestly mm-hmm. tell you guys that it, what's really appealing about it to me and that I'm excited about is that you cater to people with the fatigue or you allowing mm-hmm. to, you know, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times you'll post things about, you know, if you can't get up out of bed or this is doable for me. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. To me, yoga has always been something out of reach because the couple of classes that I had tried when I, uh, after being diagnosed Hashimoto, I got my butt kicked. You know what I mean? I, I, it was depressing because I was reminded of my limitations. And so that's what I'm really excited about is the fact that you work within people's different levels and capabilities. I love that. I'm excited about that. And I'm not so, um, 
you know, put off by it. Does that make sense? It's it's appealing to me. Uh, yes, it absolutely does. And so I can't tell you how much I hear that, and I honor that, and I'm really just so thrilled to hear you say that because I think that that it, it's absolutely at the heart of what we want to put out there so that people understand that they can do this, that this isn't a scary thing. I, I remember the same thing. I mean, look, I'm, I'm the one who's supposed to have all the Bendy photos on social media and all that stuff, and I did for a while, and I positively tore my joints apart, you know, because one of the things that happens with autoimmunity often is hypermobility because of our wacky cortisol level. And so I came to yoga because I thought I was good at it. I was hypermobile. I was flexible. And um, I have since had to have several of my major joints repaired because I've taken it too far because the thinking in the classes is that, oh, you know, we need to stretch further. Um, And that's just not true. You know, it's just not true. That hurts, and we don't need to do that. That's not where the source of our power lies. That's not where the source of yoga's power lies, and frankly, you know, really the, the most effective practices of yoga include like the meditation and the pranayama and the breath work and things like relaxation techniques and yoga nidra, which is an incredibly powerful, um, very long relaxation technique that helps you to deeply relax the body and reset the nervous system, which is so important for people like us. So mm-hmm. I'm very invested in making sure that everything we put out there is doable for people, is doable for people who have chronic fatigue, who have chronic pain, who are in the throes of whatever thyroid disease that they might have and can still do this to to connect to themselves, connect to their body, develop self-acceptance and self-love and have some tools of self-care because it's such an important piece of our healing journey. Hmm. It is. And... Tiff, I know you have something to say. <laughs> I was just about oh, to say no, something. Oh, that no, that was a flower field moment. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Was. For me, that was just, I mean, I, I can't tell you honestly, um, just just the doable for me is, is I'm just really grateful and I'm very excited. And um, That's our new hashtag, doable yoga. <laughs> I'm serious. I know that sounds terrible, but... You guys both, I mean, you guys both have to know what I mean. I mean, it's, it's uh, like I'm terrified to go to a yoga class. I really am. I've got free passes. And, you know, after doing that dance class, and, you know, Dana knows more about that. But, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, Alana, I w- it was so depressing for me because, yeah, you know, especially when you were very good at something at one time and now you yeah. can barely complete yep. the class. I mean, I cried after the class. Girl. I was like... My friggin' life is over. That's how I felt. So yeah. anything Sister, that's I have doable. Been and I know what that's like. Yeah. And I, I, I to... you know what? No, but, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, no, please. Say, I, I understand. I, I had to stop going to public classes for very similar reasons. I was in too much pain. I was too exhausted. Um, it, and it was very embarrassing for me. You know, I know what that's like. And, you know, I'm I'm very, very much trying to change the paradigm from the inside out here with yoga. And I, I want to change it really quickly for thyroid people because I know we need it now. <laughs> we we do need it now. We need it and now. And it's now. here. You know, so 
we're, we're immediately just doing it differently, and it's important for us to get the message out that everything that we do is for you. It is doable. And, you know, Dana and I, we get it. We, we've been there. We know what this disease can do for us. We know what it's like, and we want to hear from you, too. We want this to be a community. We want to support you. We want to know what it is that you need, what we can do for you. And, you know, some of the things that we can do, like, right now as well. I, I also want to make it so accessible that you can fit this into your day. So just as an example, um, for all our listeners and for you, Dana and Tiff, wherever you are, right, because it should be this easy and it should be this fast, go ahead and just close your eyes. Unless you're driving, for goodness sake. If you're driving, keep <laughs> Please don't do that. Close your eyes. Got to cover all the bases, but wherever you are, sit comfortably, <laughs> eyes closed. Exhale all the air out. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. We're going to regulate the breath right now. So we'll breathe into a count of four. Inhale. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four. Inhale. Make the inhale last as long until we get to the four count. Exhale. Two, three, four. Inhale. Imagine the breath rounding now to the exhale. Two, three, four. Inhale. Two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Inhale, you can count with me to teach yourself how to do this. Exhale, two, three, four. Inhale, counting on your fingers, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Inhale, last round together, four. Exhale, two, three, now just relax. Don't try to control anything. Let go of the breath. Let go of any tension that you feel. And simply observe the effects of a steady, even breath done for less than a minute. What do you notice? Notice any release of tension, any clarity of the mind, any softness anywhere in the body. Just observe. Now take a deep breath in, a deep breath out, and when you're ready, you can open your eyes if they've been closed. So that's it, mm. right? It doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be complicated. You don't have to go to a 90-minute class. You don't have to even step out of your house, and frankly, you don't even have to get up out of your bed. And the power of simply breathing steadily actually changes the mind. So the trick about pranayama or breath work in yoga is that your breath and your mind exactly mirror one another. So you cannot have a state of mind without it also having a corresponding state of breath. Right? Think about how you breathe when you're scared, really short, sharp, shallow breath. Well, if you were to breathe short, sharp, shallow breath for any length of time, you would actually develop a feeling of fear in the body. If you're sitting with bad posturing, breathing kind of hunched over very shallowly, you're going to create a sense of depression in the body. If you breathe in an anxious way, you'll create anxieties. But the, the reverse is also true, right? So the miraculous thing about the breath is that it's an autonomic function that we can consciously control. So if we apply our conscious control to the breath and we regulate the breath, we also regulate our state of mind. 
So a simple steady breath, which in yoga is called sama vritti, a simple steady breath creates, guess what, a steady mind. And breathing that way for any length of time starts to alleviate and elevate the mind and alleviate depression, anxiety, and stress. And guess what? I know firsthand that stress is a killer with thyroid disease. And to alleviate stress is to alleviate at least that one trigger. And that is so important for us. So easy and doable. Oh, okay. That was... That was all kinds of flower field moments, right? That was all kinds of flower field moments. Wow, that was perfect. Perfect, perfect. Okay, well, I also also want to mention. Go ahead. My goodness, what is wrong with us today? You guys are so funny. Oh, my God. We're like both chomping at the bit to talk. Talk to her. Sorry. I was just going to say, I love the three minute videos. The, the neck stretches, and I had to chuckle because my yeah. sister actually shared it. And my, my sister came into her thyroid illness from doing Zumba, which her and Dana have oh, kind wow. of a connection there. But so when I saw her yeah. share it, and she put, this is awesome, the three-minute video of the throat stretches. It was one of the first videos on yeah. thyroid healing yoga on the Facebook group. Right. And I was like, cool. Yep, yep. <laughs> so right. Dana, sorry, Dana, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it has to be doable. I mean, we are overachievers. Right? We're not going to stop our crazy, busy lives. We, we need to fit into our One of the things I write about in my book, Yoga Beyond the Mat, is that you know, we, we should not have to make our lives fit our yoga practice. Our yoga practice needs to fit our life. So we are who we are. We do what we do. This is our life. This is what we're saying yes to right now. Let's say yes to a healing journey. Let's say yes to a yoga practice. And yes, let's say yes to it in a way that makes sense. It does not make sense for people with thyroid disease to suddenly walk into a hot yoga room, which can very well burn out the adrenals and tax the system and deplete your mineral reserves. Deplete you know, minerals. Not huge reserves. <laughs> huge. Your, your um, trace minerals. Yeah, because you swept them out. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> and I'm just sitting that. here thinking that, wanna, you know, one of the – one of the things that we're going to create and what we want to provide is little tidbits, you know, yoga tidbits, you know, like if one of your poses is uh, one of the things that you like that feels good or stretch, should we call it, is the head or the neck rolls. You do, As you're walking to the kitchen, you stop before you get to the kitchen and you do it for one minute. Totally. Not, I'm telling you, to my cute outfit. We can't, we're not going to change into our cute outfit before we do it. We're just going to do it. One of the things that really helps me is a forward fold. And we, just, we all just stop down and forward fold. I mean, we were in a, you know, like a, a public, a government building uh, not too long ago. And I was back, back against the wall. There wasn't really any people in the hall. And I just did a forward fold. I was like, I need it. I'm just going to do it. So, you know, doable yoga, yeah. you know, involves you know, not getting in a cute little outfit and having to drive and get to your class. I mean, doable yoga is all day long totally. when you can <laughs> or in your yoga. bed. I mean, right? let's be I'm real. Thyroid disease is super <laughs> overwhelming. We don't need to overwhelm ourselves any further. Right, right. Alana, I can overachieve you know. a three-minute video. Girl, I can do that. <laughs> Thank you for giving me something I can actually overachieve now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh. It's my pleasure. It's the least I could do. 
gosh. I'm, I'm laughing, but I that's swear great. it's so true. I think that's just so funny. But to, I, Dan and I both know laughter is like the key of life for me. If I can't that's laugh, amazing. I'm in deep trouble. Yeah. Someone stick a fork in me because you, I'm you, done. You nail that three-minute video, girl. You do it. I do. Right. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Okay, okay. Before uh, I let you go, before we let you go, will you mention um, we've, uh, you've, hmm. we've come up with a great um, offer for the people that are listening to the show. Yeah, very cool. We talk about it um, I mean, yeah. because really, truly, I'm so, 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 so like a million times grateful to be a part of this community and to have a way to help people like me, like us, um, and to use the skills that I have to create something that is doable and something that you can overachieve for three minutes at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So thank you. And as a thank you, Deanna and I put together a special offer for um, those of you who are interested in trying thyroid healing yoga. We already have a full online course up. And again, the beauty of online coursework is that you can do it at any time that works for you. Um, And our online course has, uh, we call it thyroid healing yoga for waking up because sometimes waking up is hard to do. And we want to help you with that. So that's our first course, but for the next 24 hours when you click that link, you're also going to get my three-day course on the chakras because the chakras for me is the keys to the kingdom. And uh, learning to work with the chakras allows you to listen to the body's messages, and that's so important for those of us on a thyroid healing journey. So this is our special offer for you. 24 hours, you get a thyroid healing yoga course for waking up, which is already chock full of some great information and techniques that you can take with you throughout the day. But you get the added bonus of the chakra three-day course for free. So there's a link on the page for the show today that will take you right to that offer. And again, 24 hours to snag it, so go quick. And the other yeah. offer that we have for you is my partners and I at Yoga Download. Um, If those of you who are listening are already into yoga and do want to take a teacher training, but the thought of having to sit through an entire weekend is overwhelming, which (laughs) it's overwhelming to me. I get it. Um, We want to offer you $250 off of the full teacher training program. So I'll have Deanna put a link to that there as well. And we have a special discount code just for you, which is YDL, like yoga download, YDLTT dash thyroid, all caps, because um, I've talked to my partners at Yoga Download. I've told them how important to me this is. Um, They know that Dana is in the program with us, and we want to make this even more accessible for you as thyroid patients. So two fun things yoga-related to help you walk your thyroid healing journey, not just with your medicine and your diet, but also with your mind and your spirit. So hopefully you guys take advantage of that. Love it. Wow. This is so great. Alana, thank you so much. You're such an inspiration and Absolutely. Um, I love what you're doing and <laughs> we can't wait to see more of you. And if anybody does, you just go check out Thyroid Healing Yoga on Facebook or, or check out our website, thyroidhealing.yoga. Yeah. You can also Thyroid find Alana. Yoga, um, if you, if you actually, if you, let them know, if you go to thyroidhealing.yoga slash landing, you'll get access to a couple of free videos. Why not? That's right. Landing. Yes. Landing page. Landing. Yeah. So just slash yeah. landing. Yeah. And you can also find Alana at Alana join K. join Facebook group because <clears throat> AlanaK.com, that's where you find me. Yeah, that's, that's right. 
and I'm being quiet. We can't have silence. silence. Come on. Uh, and I love the landing page of thyroid healing yoga. It just it just calms me. I'm serious. Good. I think I'm yeah, I'm just I've lost it. Pull that up and you do your three minute videos, Tiff. That's right. There we go. And rock that. Just rock it. I am gonna That's rock right. that. Uh, We're going to have a hashtag for that. You're going to love it. Okay, Alana, Kaivalya, we are so honored to have you. I'm honored to call you a friend, and uh, thanks for being on the show. And grateful for everything you do. My pleasure. Thank Thank you you so so much. much. Keep up your good work, guys. Namaste to both you ladies. Namaste. For all your work, yes. (laughs) Namaste, right? Well, we talked about where we can find her. Uh, there is an offer, and uh, I have that already listed on the page. So um, we can we can just go ahead and tell everybody it's there's a Bitly link for it. Um, Bitly Thyroid Healing Yoga. So uh, you can go to it immediately, or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio page and find it. There's a link directly there. So for anybody who's listening, if you would like to um, get the the wonderful course that we've put together and the uh, the freebie. Just jump on and, and click and, and take it away. <clears throat> Plus, she's got that uh, incredible uh, yoga download offer, which is really, really neat. So um, I'll post those too. So, whoo, what a great class. What a great awesome. class. What a great show. Thank See, you so you much. my brain is? My brain is already at yoga class. And when I say class, I'm talking about me and my computer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. And my and I have a cat watching me usually and a couple dogs. And so, you know, that's my class. <laughs> you lost it. <laughs> I love that class though. That's doable. Mm-hmm. It is I'm doable yoga. I know it I sounds it. so silly, but it's doable no. yoga. You know, it's it's overwhelming for thyroid patients when you can't do things or you know I, I probably should say I'm only speaking from my own experience but it's depressing so mm-hmm. I I love you know things that I can achieve and do and um and that's awesome I'm so grateful to both of you for this truly oh you're welcome gusto con mucho gusto as always I love you too a very big thank you to our listeners. If you get a moment and you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes and uh, let us know what you think. We're also in, you can also find us at Hashis and Graves. Actually, I've changed the name of the group so that you might be able to find us sooner. Thyroid Nation Radio, Hashis and Graves. So if you type that into Facebook, you should find us. And we just do the show for you. So thank you for joining us every week. We really, really appreciate it. Yes, we do. Of course, be sure to check out our Thyroid Nation Essentials line at thyroidnation.com. Enjoy things like Brain Awake Inhaler. We soon to have a Brain Chill Inhaler. We have it all finished. We're just going to take some pictures, get it up there. Uh, Mist Me, some some wonderful complexion oils and um, aromatherapy mists that are wonderful for the skin as well. Um, Super safe for thyroid patients. No, uh, No plastics, no synthetics, just good, clean, Wonderful smelling things to to enjoy to ease thyroid symptoms too. What um, what's a good way of saying that it's balanced to be able to use every day for thyroid patients a safe 
balanced formula with the right amount of drops and the right amount of this and the right amount of that. Can you make that sound oh, pretty? Oh, absolutely, tough? I I can, and 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 uh, I'll put it in um, as concise of a way as I can. But there are definitely dilutions for different parts of the body for frequency of use, and also with certain particular essential oils, where the difference between safe and potentially problematic lies in the dilution and the formulation. So all of thyroid nation essentials are formulated to safety standards of all professional aromatherapy uh, guiding uh, recommendations, uh, which means, and that's a huge thing for us thyroid patients. The last thing that we need is, you know, problems that come from things that we're doing to be healthy. And unfortunately we see that all the time. So please, if you hear nothing else that I say as an aromatherapist, do not use undiluted essential oils on your thyroid, particularly on a daily basis. That's all I'm going to say. But okay. uh, Thyroid Nation's Essentials, we are very careful to formulate that so that you would not have any problems from them. Because let's face it, beneficial the whole reason balanced. we made this line was to have something, another option, as opposed to all the chemical-laden products and pre- that have preservatives and parabens and all these things that are terrible for your endocrine system. This is the whole right. reason that we created Thyroid, uh, Thyroid Nation Essentials, our blends, because we wanted to provide you another option. So this is you know, one of those things where essential oils are healthy for you, as Tiff said, and everybody out there is talking about essential oils, which is great, and we love it, but you can overdo healthy. So I was going to say, it's healthy made, in certain dilutions. It right. It can be very so, problematic in other dilutions. So you know, for we, example, we, if you combine basil and clove together, you're dealing with too much methyl eugenol, possible eugenol, which is potentially very problematic. Right. So it, it is really scary. I mean, this is something Dana and I talk about a lot. And, um, you know, we really took the time to make sure that you were especially safe uh, when, when using it. That was very important. That was at the top of our top of our list. That's the last thing we need as thyroid patients is complications. No. Mindful essential oil thyroid use. Hashtag. Mindful got it. Do it. Oil. I got it. Yes. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I know. Please. And listen to your body because I have heard horrific stories of people that used some of the recipes which were recommended by very intelligent people. Sometimes big thyroid people, but that doesn't mean that their education and training is in aromatherapy. So please always listen to your body. It will tell you screaming, yeah, no, not so much here. Let's not do this. <laughs> yeah, be mindful of what, what your body's telling you because it does talk to you. Tiffany and I um, say this on every show. I'm going to go ahead and just jump in and say we, we want to remind it. you that um, all wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. And as Tiff said, be mindful of your body and listen to it because it talks. This is Dana, your Thyroid Nation Gringotica from Colorado Springs. And Tiffany Milanich of Joshua Tree, California. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> Bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Great show. Thanks, Alana. Thanks, Tiff. Namaste, baby. Namaste.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.